Hello, 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 and welcome to the Linwood's Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. Please like, follow, comment, and subscribe, and you can download for free so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, inspiring, and encouraging show. My guest today is Brian Courtney Wilson, three-time Grammy nominee who brought us hits like Just Love, Worth Fighting For, A Great Work, and still in his current album is Transitions on Motown Gospel, which I have been listening to and, and just loving, loving that album. Brian Courtney Wilson, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you, you like it. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I've been listening to you for years and since you first came into this industry and um, you were on Matthew Knowles' label. When we first started, yeah, Mo, uh, what is it, Music World. Music World, yes. Off mic, we talked about you're a resident of Houston, so that's where you are today, right? Yes. And how's your family? Because we talked two years ago, you had Steel out, and in, we were in the throes of the pandemic. So how is the family doing? You know, everybody good, um, progressing, moving forward, getting better, stronger. You know, my, my kids are in college. In fact, my daughter, she's doing her master's program. Now, she just graduated Cornell, and then my son is in his junior year at his at, uh, USC there, so they're doing well. So it's like things are kind of settling to a certain extent, and I, I believe it's set a, set a circumstance, a, a terrain, if you will, for, mm -hmm. for transitions for me. You know, I was in a different, I mean, I was in a place where I could really kind of focus and uh, get at what I wanted to do with this, with this particular record. No, because I was going to ask you about that because the last time we talked, like I said, we were we were talking about steel, and you had you were had that project that you were doing with U verse, uh, Bible verse folks with U verse, and yes, ma'am, and the radio show. So you're still doing those things too. I am. We, well, the U verse was a was a one off around steel. We may do something else with transitions if it comes around. But we still meet on Thursday nights with uh, Breathe Again. And I don't know if I, if it's strong enough to call it a radio show. It's more just like we gather on Thursdays and talk, you know, a song and a sit down. And for me, it's, it's just kind of spending time with one another, blessing one another, exchanging blessing, exchanging this hope that we have for a future that we want to see together. What station is it on? Where where are you doing it on? Something oh, it's on you my do Facebook it. page. Oh, so you do like a Facebook Live when people can can mm -hmm. catch you there. Oh, all right. Well, that's really, yeah. really cool. So folks, y'all hear that? He, you can catch him on uh, Facebook Live. Oh, right. Uh, Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Y'all hear that? Thursday nights, 6 o'clock Yeah. on Facebook Live. Now you're back with transitions, so let's talk a little bit about about that. What else have you been doing in between projects, in between the one with Still and transitions? You know, we we gigged, we wrote. Um, some of the stuff I've been doing, I'm not ready to talk about publicly, but okay. I've been preparing for this. You know what I mean? So we kept living. And to be honest, I even as I sit here now, I'm grateful 
that I don't have like something big on the wall that kept us. It was just like daily bread that kept us moving, kept us going forward, kept us finding an audience for the music that we were putting out, and then kept me long enough to hear what I wanted to say next. And what I wanted to say next, I think, is paramount for where we are, for where we need to be, and where I think if we can get there together, God wants us to be. So that's what I've been doing. Preparing mm. to, to speak well, preparing to communicate with confidence, preparing to accept the grace and mercy God has been trying to get to me since I was a kid, you know. Sometimes mm. our, our enemy frustrates us into thinking we got we got to earn it. And it's already been a gift to us. We just got to accept it. And then know that there's more than enough to share it with our neighbors. So that's, that's what I've been doing, kind of maturing and prayerfully going to keep maturing. It's a day-to-day thing, isn't it? Day to day. That's all you get. What did they used to that's say? One day at a time? One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> it's all I am so asking good. you. Amen. And speaking of transitions and well, and day-to-day things, we've had a lot of crazy things going on in, in the world. Is there any particular thing that has occurred uh, that you paid particular interest to? That is a concern of yours about what's going on in our crazy world and what we can do as Christians to do better and do uh, better by it. I think we could talk better to one another. I think uh, social media, I don't want to blame it on social media. I just, when I look around, sometimes I think that we are snapping on one another, you know, trying to make a point sometimes instead of really trying to lean in and understand mm-hmm. one another and have exchanges. And, um, you know, I could pick out different groups that do it, but it, it really just happens all over when somebody feels offended when somebody is disagreed with and on some of these platforms it is you you, you're rewarded for the way you respond and responding with vitriol Mm. and negativity that i don't think is serving us i don't think it's helping us to see one another clearly there's a verse in paul that talks about how after a while if you don't if you don't stop doing that if you don't stop snapping at one another you're going to devour one another you eat each other up and uh that's what it feels like sometimes that's why i wanted to put out always peace when we first started because mm. i think we are discounting the power of our words and it's their ability to either lose peace or cause destruction to destroy reputation to destroy the bonds of friendship and fellowship that we need to get to the future that we want to see so i would say overall that's what i'm seeing is that we're not communicating well we're not communicating with one another as if you have assumed that you're looking at a child of god Hmm. that's where i'm at that's where you're at because i don't think people really realize that the power of life and death truly lies in the tongue you don't have to beat on somebody but you can kill a person by the words look at the stuff that's going on with these you know with these kids at these colleges and kids getting murdered because of what something that the other said made them feel bad i'm sorry go ahead i was, I was gonna say that's that's what i mean you know you could pick out one instance but then if you keep going it's more than one it's more than one situation and then there's situations that are not making the news that are not as newsworthy where people are doing violence starting with their words and then it's ending in violence with their hands, with their guns, with their knives. It's not mm-hmm. serving us. No. Um, that's what I mean. And so, you know, you can say, man, if we can get a different president, that'll fix it. You can say, hey, if we could get so-and-so off the TV, that'll fix it. But I'm not sure that's going to fix it unless we really look at, you know, what kind of systems are in place that are rewarding this type of behavior. What kind of spiritual atmosphere have we allowed that makes this seem cultural as opposed to countercultural? Mm. And we got to really be honest about that. And we got to be honest about how we all have individually contributed to it. Now, I know this when I, you know, I say that and 
sometimes that's what the that's what your enemy says. It's like a, a both sides. Like, well, what about what you're doing? That's not what I mean. I mean, let's own what we can do to make this happen to a man where we are. What conversations can we have in our parking lots, in our elevators, on our job, in our churches that bring down the temperature, so to speak? Mm. One person at a time, one interaction at a time. I think we got to do it. I think we're in a state of emergency if we do not do it. Yeah, it's like uh, you made me think about the the recent midterm elections. We're going to get to the music, but that just popped in my head. The recent midterm elections and the, the, the things that people were saying about one another. I'm like, oh, my God, can't believe that they would say that about uh, another person. But then we start seeing that, you know, stuff going on. It translates down to our kids and what's going on in the schools. And it's just um, it's a domino effect. Our kids are suffering. Our kids are suffering. I watched an article, and we already talked about the music, to be honest with you. Once we get into it, I'll let you know what I mean by that. But that's what this was about, understanding that we are all trying to get somewhere. And as we try to get somewhere, we've got to pay attention to one another, lest we side to swipe one another on the way and not mm -hmm. even understand why your neighbor mad at you. That's because you veered over into their lane and you weren't paying attention to them in your blind spot. We have blind spots towards one another that we are not accounting for. We're not treating each other with enough uh, gentleness and kindness and patience and the assumption that, man, I may not see this fully. We are making heuristic shortcuts about what we're seeing on people. We make a judgmental statements on them. It's causing violence. It's causing division. And the walls are coming down on what we are able to protect in terms of kingdom culture. That's coming together and seeing God's goodness in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm on. Uh, speaking of you, you've been described as a soulful crooner on the inspirational side, but obviously, you know, you got a smooth voice. So how do you feel about that description of, of your vocal style? I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I like that because it, it does prayerfully help you to lean in and hear what I'm trying to say. And more than anything, I like it to feel good when you do. And so you may or may not agree with me when you when you hear what I'm talking about. But when you hear it, I want you to at least feel good long enough to, to really listen, to really lean in and, and trust me enough to, that I, I care enough about you to say something to you that might be worth it later. Mm, I hear you. And your, your, your music for me, it's a mix of a musical experiences from gospel to jazz to, to R&B, or at least that's my interpretation of it. But how would you describe it? Well, I grew up in a, a predominantly black neighborhood. I went to a black church. So I was formed in the black music tradition of which gospel music is a very big part. And some would say the genesis of it. And that's what you're hearing. You're hearing my, my nurturing, so to speak, coming up in neighborhoods that were predominantly black, not because we didn't want to be around white people, because to be honest, they didn't want to be around us. They moved out the neighborhood. As soon as we move in. Because <laughs> the, house, the housing prices would go down. They were afraid of that. And so we had to build mm. culture amongst ourselves. We did. We had mm -hmm. songs that we did. We had ways that we cooked. We had ways that we interacted with one another. So that's what you're hearing when you hear transitions. You're hearing a product of the black music tradition, the black sacred music tradition. They've both been in conversation and contributed to, contributing to one another for years, many, many, many years, and can, will continue to do so. And that's what you're hearing. Transitions was recorded live in Nashville. Is that right? That's right. We were at Insight Studios. Shout out to them for giving us the opportunity to come in and do this over really a two-day period where we went in and brought everybody in for a day or two of rehearsals. 
Mm -hmm. We recorded everything in one night. You can find that at the Transition Experience online there. And you can see how we recorded everything in one night. I'm so proud of the team. You know, pride is not the right word, though. I am grateful. I'm grateful for the grace we were shown. And you'd have to talk to Dana and the band to know how much grace we were shown to bring that together in a way where it coalesced into something beautiful that we knew was beautiful when we left. And so uh, very, very grateful for that. So talk about uh, your your producer and music director and, and how these songs came together. Well, Dana worked with me on Steel, and I worked with him the first time on the Inner City Blues cover that we did for Marvin Gaye. And uh, so that was like kind of the first time we connected, and we've been talking over the years about the type of music I want to do, the type of singer I want to be seen as, um, the type of contribution I want to make to the Rexicon. We kept talking, and then this opportunity came up, and I think he just felt me, and I felt him, and more, you know, it was really in my spirit. Like, I was like, hey, I think this is the way to go. But he'll tell you there were times when I did question whether we were going to be on the same page in terms of what I was trying to get from a musical standpoint. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, when we started listening to the final mixes of a song called I Will See, Okay. Which, which, you know, that refrain goes, I will see the goodness of God and the words I speak will make it so. I will see the goodness of God and the life I live will indicate my hope. And I heard how beautiful it was. And I'm in tears listening to it on the Zoom call. It was just another example of how the Lord will take your seeds of faith, combine it with grace, mercy, favor, and fellowship with the type of people that can help you carry the burden. And you can do something above all you could ask or think. Oh, amen to that. You and The songs, I understand, your songs continue to focus on faith, family, and community. Is that how you feel? Absolutely. I think since day one, really since my dad would make me go to choir rehearsal with him, with the male <laughs> chorus, you know, when I was a kid and I didn't want to go because it was on Saturday nights and I wanted to play basketball. But they were trying to model for us the discipline it takes to put this, pull this music off, the discipline it takes to be in community, how you have to do that regardless of whether you feel like it or not. You got to touch, you got to connect, you got to want to be around one another and you got to listen clearly when uh, Deacon Walls gets up and he's he's close to tears talking about what he went through this week. You can't just dismiss it. You got to see it. And uh, then the songs start to be a solve, not just for Deacon Walls when he sings, but for the community as it resonates that you know, we all have a burden to bear. That, we're trying, that we all got somewhere we're trying to get to. That's uh, part and part why you titled this album Transitions. We're all transitioning from one thing to the next, trying to get to something. Yes, and because mm-hmm. of my glasses. They're called Transitions Lenses, <laughs> right? Transition Lenses. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I fought. I didn't want to, you know, I fought them because I didn't want to admit that I needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, as I looked at my phone and I squinted to see things that I was realizing at the time, I wasn't really seeing it clearly. Uh-huh. I had to admit that I could not make it without a new filter, without... Uh, some a prescription that would help me see clearly. And I think that we all need to start to admit that we may not be seeing things as clearly mm-hmm. as we have decided we have. So we can, you know, maybe reserve some of our condemnation and our judgment and our vilification long enough to share this grace and mercy that we've been afforded. Mm. 
And speaking of uh, grace and mercy and, and your music, what, what songs are your favorites on there? Because I just fell in love with a number of them, and particularly the one, what is it, Call My Name? That's probably the most intriguing one for me. I wanted to see how my core audience would respond to that. Core audience being, you know, gospel music, church goers, uh, traditionally. I wanted to hear how they would respond to that song. And it is one of my favorites to listen to. Every Blessing is another one. You know, like when we went to church and we were required to learn and sing different songs as mm -hmm. children, but we mm -hmm. didn't really get it. I know right. I didn't. Sometimes I was bored listening to it. But as I got older, I realized this was a part of my preparation for how to respond when the storms came. I think every blessing is that. If I had kids, I would make them learn and understand that. At times when you're in the middle of a blessing, but you do not recognize it, this is the time to humble yourself and really lean into, you know, I might be gaining something today, planting for something today, whose harvest will be realized years from now, and the value of it will be priceless. Hmm. As kids, we don't we don't think about all that stuff, just like how uh, you didn't really understand Amazing Grace at the time. Right. Well, but we should and we must. In fact, as I consider, again, my core audience, we have to do it probably more. We have to do it. We have to be intentional about showing our kids where the real blessings are, mm -hmm. as opposed to letting the world and market forces teach our kids what's important, teach our kids what they should be chasing after, teach our kids what worth looks like, what value looks like, what you what you need to buy to, to demonstrate it. We have to be intentional about teaching them their intrinsic worth, how when they were born, they were born children of God and mm -hmm. worthy of being recognized as so, worthy of being loved, worthy of being protected, powerful enough to protect each other. That's what I'm on. If we were intentional about that with our children, it would do a world, make the world of, of difference in school when they get there and meet their teachers and have to be in school all those eight, those, what is it, six to eight hours, something like that? Six to eight hours and see their, see their, see their colleagues tempted to be, tempted to adhere to what the bully does and fall in line with what the bully does as opposed to saying, you know what, if you're strong enough to be a bully, you're strong enough to help us protect this community. If you're strong enough to be a bully, you're strong enough to make sure your neighbor, especially your weakest neighbor, is bolstered with the confidence to keep going and get to where they need to be. Amen. We make, bully, we make the bullying countercultural. Hmm. That's a in, that's a very unique uh, and insightful way to to look at that. Hmm. So I'm I'm hope some parents are listening that can adhere to some of this good sage advice that you are offering. Hopefully, hopefully the parents didn't teach them to be bullies. Hopefully not. Even if they did, even mm -hmm. if you made choices down through the years that have led you in that direction, hopefully you see that there's enough grace and mercy for you even to turn. For you to repent, for you to do things differently, for you to reap a different harvest than what you've gotten. And for you to transition in, into a better you. That's what we all <laughs> are trying to do. Mm. Transitions is the album. What is your hope for this album and what do you have coming up next? That we get it to as many people as possible. Um, that the people we get it to, God meant for them to hear it and they see it as invaluable to them. That it becomes a... a uh, recognize contribution to the black music tradition not just today not just because we're promoting it because it mattered and it will continue to matter i'm praying i'm praying for us mm. i'm praying that we see each other more clearly and i'm praying that um some of the things i'm talking to talking about today become more cultural norms than what i think we're getting right now and that's where we 
getting a lot of competition. We're getting a lot of backbiting. We're getting a lot of dominating. We're getting a lot of um, a lot of isms mm. being rewarded. Things that are separating us, as opposed to us recognizing our abundance, and then recognizing the trouble that we are all in. I was just in L.A. It was 81 degrees mm-hmm. in the middle of October. It's not supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Miss Woods, but I don't think it's supposed to be that hot. No. It's that hot whether you got a million dollars in the bank or whether you are sleeping on the street. It was 81 degrees. And by all indications, this weather is getting more and more crazy. And it's like we can't even get on the same page to talk about it. You're absolutely right. We're just trying to, as you say, trying to get the folks to move that way and to transition and to listen, to care and move forward and improving our lives and conditions together. So we just remain hopeful and we remain prayerful. Amen. And can I say this too, this last thing? Oh, sure. I'm reticent to sound like I'm trying to preach at people. Mm. I'm telling you what you should think or what you should do. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you what I'm on. Tell me what I'm thinking about. And I'm trying to say it eye to eye, man to man, woman to woman, woman to man, brother to sister, child to adult. We are in this together. This is, and this is the Lord's creation. We are a part of it. And I just want us to reorient if we can, mm-hmm. if we can. If we can. So folks, that's Brian Courtney Wills. And Brian, where can people find you on social media? And I know that your music is available on all digital platforms. They can find Transitions. And they can uh, view the Transitions live recording on YouTube, right? Yep. Transitions Experience, Brian Courtney Wilson. Um, We got some great feedback on that, man. Please listen to it. Please spend some time with it. You can find me on Instagram at Brian Courtney Wilson. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Brian Courtney Wilson. We're on Twitter at D Courtney Wilson. And we are doing our tour and selling tickets for that starting top of the year. Well, it's, they're on sale now. The tour starts top of the year. It's at transitionstour.com. And we would love to see you and really uh, have an exchange with you in person. Thank you so much, Brother Brian Courtney Wilson, for joining us today and and sharing with us and giving us your thoughts. I hope I haven't fussed too much. (laughs) No, sometimes we need a little bit of that in our lives to make us think. I know that's right, Miss Woods. Thank you for (laughs) helping me to give me the opportunity to talk. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And audience, thank you, you and you too, right over there. Yeah, you for joining us today. I really, really do appreciate you stopping by, listening, getting uplifted and inspired. Now make sure that you subscribe right now so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting podcast. Now to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O-O-D-S, yes, or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. And as we leave you, here's just a snippet of Brian Courtney Wilson's song, Call My Name, on the Linwood's Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. God bless. Uh-huh.